everyone. Welcome back to another episode of How to Live the Podcast, where we have a real meaningful and fun conversations with people who inspire us. And sometimes we just have them with each other. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon. We hope you are having a wonderful week and we hope that there are not dogs barking in your background like there might be in mine. So I apologize if you can hear that. I can't hear a thing. (laughs) Just barking incessantly. I'm really excited to update you guys on what I've been doing for the last few weeks. I feel like I haven't told you, so I'm just going to tell you right now. But I actually signed up to this women's coaching that a meditation and life coach teacher that I follow on Instagram runs. Her name is Moon De Simone. And if you recognize that last name, it's because Sa De Simone, who we had on this very podcast, is actually her brother. But Moon is really, really incredible and inspiring. I definitely encourage you guys to go and check out her Instagram. I've been following her for a little while and just loving the talks that she gives and the advice and wisdom that she spreads. So I've signed up to, it's an eight-week program, and essentially we chat with six women. It's a session that's one and a half hours on Zoom. And then you go away with some activities to do throughout the week and some meditations. And I'm honestly just loving it sick. I am dreading October when it's going to end because I just am enjoying the shit out of it. Oh, it sounds incredible. What a family is the DeSimone family. And speaking of which, Sa's book, Spiritually Sassy, comes out this week. Yes. I'm so excited to get our copies that we have pre-ordered. Make sure you go out and get yours because oh, the DeSimones can't get enough of them. Yeah, we're just obsessed. Okay, but enough about plugging them. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Today we have a really fun episode in store for you. So this is something we've been speaking about for a while now on this podcast. It's come up a bunch of times and that is the four-day work week. Revolutionary. It is something that we've spoken about with people like Amantha Imba on our podcast. We have been speaking about trialing it within our own business for a very long time. And this week, friends, is the week that we are implementing the four-day work week into our business. Woohoo! Oh my God. I'm so excited. Make sure you stick around to the end of the episode to find out who is on this podcast next week. And let's get in to today's chat about the four-day work week. All right, the four-day work week. So for those of you who have never heard of this, the concept is quite simple. It is that employees of a business that are employed full-time get to work four days in a week instead of five, but they get paid a full wage that they were getting with a full-time five-day-a-week job. We know that it sounds too good to be true, but once you kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it, it makes so much sense in every sense of the word sense. It's good for the business. It's good for the people working in it. It's just good for everybody. So we wanted to talk to you about this concept and also about how we're implementing it in our business. And I guess our interest in it really came from this innate sense within both of us that we 
feel like nine to five, five days a week feels super archaic and it's never really felt right to us and it's never really made that much sense. It just seems like one of those things that people say, oh, it's just because we've always done it that way, which you guys know is our least favorite reason to continue doing things. And when we did look into where the nine to five Monday to Friday, in fact, came from, It actually was the Industrial Revolution and originally believed to be employed by Ford. Ford, you guys, in like the early 1900s and newsflash. We're in the 2000s, you guys. It's time to bring work into the 2000s. So really when we started to hear from people who know about the data and all that good stuff, we started to hear that actually people in their days on average are productive for about two and a half hours. If you haven't listened to our episode with the incredible Dr. Amantha Imbart, definitely recommend you go and listen to that one. And it's actually two hours and 53 minutes at most, but there have been lots of different surveys done. And the lowest one came out of Canada, which was that people that are working an average workday of eight hours only have an hour and a half of productive work in that whole day. So that's just crazy. And that's just enough for us all to sit back and think, well, what the hell are we spending 38 hours a week of our lives at work for to only have an hour and a half to two and a half hours a day of productive work? This makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't know about you guys, but I often feel this invisible leash that runs between me and my desk. And if it is between the days of Monday to Friday and the hours of nine to five, I feel guilty not being at my desk, no matter what I have on my plate, no matter whether I'm being productive, no matter whether it's a busy week or a quiet week or anything that's going on, no matter whether it's very sunny outside and my emotions are not in a place where I want to be sitting in front of a computer, I'll just sit there. And I think that we can all relate to that feeling of some days when you sit down at your desk and work is just flowing and three hours goes by and it's as if you've done a whole day's work in that three hours or it's as if you've done even a couple of days work in those three hours. And then if you think about it and you're like, okay, well, I just had the most productive three hours ever. And now I'm just going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs for the rest of the day because that, again, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I'm probably going to say that a lot in this podcast. I think you are, yeah. Sorry in advance. No, no, keep saying it. So we started to do a little bit of research and we found that there's this dude in New Zealand. His name is Andrew Barnes and he runs a company and basically he heard this idea that people's levels of productivity are between one and a half and three hours, let's say, per day. And he thought, okay, what if we could make sure that our company was being more productive for the days that they are working and then give them a day off per week to incentivize them to work more on those days. And what I really, really love about that is that I feel like that story could have gone differently. That could have been a man who heard this statistic and he thought, all right, if they're only working one and a half to three hours per day, how can we incentivize them to work 
eight of those hours and be effective workers in those eight hours and do it Monday to Friday and make sure we're squeezing every last drop out of them. But no, this man must be a special man because he identified that human beings aren't machines that actually if we had a day extra off per week, because why does it need to be this classic five days? If we had a day off extra per week, we would not only be more productive in those other days, but we would also be happier. And placing an emphasis on being happy and people's emotional health is a really important aspect of work and productivity. Absolutely. And I love also that this is a very smart man and he doesn't just go on gut feel like we do, <laughs> but he actually works out the data. And what I found was so interesting is that when he, and I assume his team looked at it, they figured out that people would only have to be productive for 40 more minutes per day for those four days in order to have the fifth day off. That's crazy. If someone said to you, Oi, can you have this day off, but can you please be 40 minutes more productive during your other days? The answer would be absolutely hell yeah, I can watch me do it. I know. So cool. So he basically went and implemented this in his company. Wasn't even actually that thought out at first. He just went and told everyone and forgot to tell his board. You guys should definitely go and check out his TED Talk. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Mm, And also his book, which I've started reading, but I'm only 20% of the way through. But so far, very, very knowledgeable. So he basically did this trial at his workplace and it was so successful that after an eight-week trial, they've implemented it permanently. And once news of it hit, it literally went global. Like every single publication in the world has written about this. It is so revolutionary. And it started to grab people's attention and other people, other businesses, big companies, you guys, like really massive companies. Not only companies, but also governments, which I was so excited to read. So the Russian government, they're actually looking at implementing a four-day work week countrywide, like for everybody. And there are a lot more governments that are looking into this that have already implemented it for the government to trial it themselves. And then if it's successful, they'll roll it out for the country. Epic. So awesome. We have decided that we're doing this. We're doing our four-day work week. So we are this week embarking on an eight-week long trial and we are going to be taking a day off per week. So I think the first thing that is obviously the most important when you're us is which day of the week is this going to be? And the other day I was at the dentist and the dentist told me that his company actually runs off the four-day work week model, which I thought was so cool. So his entire workplace has four-day work weeks and they've actually decided to do Tuesday to Friday one week and then Monday to Thursday the following week so that every second week they get a long weekend. They get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, which I thought was so cool. And he also said that the reason that that's so great is because if somebody wants to see him on a Friday, he's there every second Friday. If someone wants to see him on a Monday, he's there every second Monday. So I think it's a really important part of it that when looking at this four-day work week and which day you might take off – that it's a really flexible thing. And in some organizations, it's done on a random day. On some organizations, it's done alternating like that. And it's really cool that this is something that any organization can work out a way for it to work for them. 
And the thing that Amantha Imba talked to us about is the idea of approaching your employees and actually having an open conversation about what would work best for them. Because I think at the end of the day, that is who it's for. It is for the employees. While Stephanie and I are very excited, (laughs) ultimately it is for the people that work in our company as well. So we are sitting down and having these open dialogues about what day would work best for you, what makes most sense. So we've decided that we're going to be taking Wednesdays off for this eight-week trial. It seems to be the general consensus that While Friday would be a really great day for our lives, at the end of the day, we are also doing this to benefit the business. And for you to go to work on a Monday morning and be like, I'm working two days and then have a day off. And then you go to work on a Thursday morning and be like, I'm working two days. How much more incentivized would you feel to be productive? I'm already incentivized just saying the words. Like I'm giddy about it. I'm so excited. And I think the other thing is Friday already feels like a bit of a fun day. So this is like an extra bonus day. We're not taking away fun Friday. Still get fun Friday at work. We all kind of leave early and we play games on a Friday afternoon. But you know, having a Wednesday is like, Full, big, long work day, just chopped right out. Yeah, so good. And then the conditioned person inside of me who has grown up in the society that tells us we need to be working all the hard hours and doing the nine to fives five days a week is a bit like, ah, this feels a little bit scary. We're in uncharted waters. So, of course, we're not just saying eight weeks, let's just do it. Let's kick off Wednesday. We're also trying to be pragmatic about it. So a part of that was sitting down with our team and discussing ways that we can be more productive. And that's something that we spoke a lot to Amantha Imber about, things like monotasking instead of multitasking and how much that can benefit your day. Definitely encourage you to go and listen to this podcast if this sounds at all exciting to you as well. So we put these questions to our team and we said to them, firstly, how are you going to cut out distractions? And for some people, it's things like putting your phone away, putting it away and not having it near you for the hours that you're going to be productive. A really important part of that is turning off notifications. Every time that we get a distraction and every time someone taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, could you just help me with this? You basically become a goldfish. You become a goldfish. And there are apps that you can use to put on your phone, to block distractions, to put on your computer, to block you going to certain websites and really putting in place these things that are going to help us very easily and seamlessly add another 40 minutes of productivity to our days, if not more. And I don't think we've mentioned yet, but workplaces that have trialed this have found that in four days, their companies are not only as productive as in five days, but a lot of the time they're actually more productive in those four days than in the five days. Oh my goodness. How could you not? It's just going to be amazing. And the idea is not that you work more hours in the four days as well. That's worth mentioning. It's not that you're supposed to be working more hours. You don't have to work until 10 p.m. at night on the days that you are working. No, the idea is that actually you maintain the same working hours during the day, but you actually just get more bang for your buck, if you will. And there are so many aspects of this. I think that when you first hear about it, it's counterintuitive. As an employer, you're like, how am I paying them the same to work less? And what Andrew Barnes does talk about, which I absolutely love, 
is that now it's completely revolutionized the way that they pay people. So rather than paying people for the amount of time that they work, they're paying people for the actual work that they're doing. And this has actually had a really incredible flow on effect for women and equality in the workplace. Because when women come back to work after having a baby, traditionally they will come back to work for less amount of time. So they often come back part-time, they might work three or four days. So historically that has meant that they're then getting less money than their male co-workers. But now, however, you are no longer getting paid based on, okay, how many days, how many hours are you working? Because we all know women are pretty fucking good at getting shit done in whatever amount of time. So if a woman can do her job in three days and a man takes five days to do that same job, that no longer matters. They are getting paid the exact same wage. So that feminist aspect of it is just so, so awesome. And people are being paid their worth and what they're really valued at rather than the amount of time that they can spend. And it also means that men are able to have more time to contribute to domestic activity and helping with kids and helping around the house because they are no longer are spending all of their time chained to their desk. Yes, breaking down those things that happen at home that perpetuate the society in which we live. And also, it just goes to what flaws there are in the fact that this system that we're living in right now, where you work nine to five, you work five days a week and you get paid for the amount of hours that you work, that was, like Steph said, invented in the industrial revolution when people were literally working at factories and that they were physically clocking in and clocking out. And while they were there, they were on the floor and they were doing factory things. And that made sense for them at the time to be paid in that way, because essentially like a factory line, they were being as productive as they needed to be. But now think about how much has changed in that time. Think about how much our work has changed, the way we approach our life has changed, but the system in which we live hasn't changed. That just also, uh uh-oh, makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. Well, you know what makes a lot of sense? A four-day work week. Who knows where we're going to go from here? I'm excited about it. So something else that we've been talking to our team about also is how do you spend that extra day? The extra day is to give you time and space to actually rest. Can you imagine a workplace that actually encouraged their employees to rest? Groundbreaking. And also to skill up. Even when I was reading the four-day week, I was in bed late last night reading it and I was up early this morning reading it and I could read it on my Wednesday. I should be doing that in my spare time on a day that might have been work, but it's still work, but it's not really work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then for people who have young kids, our culture is just like, sorry, Monday to Friday, I'm out of here. But being able to spend time with family on a Wednesday or being able to spend time with your partner or your friends. We say friends always just for the weekends, but it's just really opening up the possibilities and changing the way we do things because they make no sense. And also changing the way that we look at things like people are so busy. They're all on autopilot 
all the time. We never really stop to say, well, if someone actually asked me, what do I want to do? What will make me feel good? What will make me feel full? Like we never ask ourselves those questions. Well, we do because we like to ask ourselves those questions. But most people, I would say, don't ask themselves those questions. So it's actually cool to be given an extra day for you. It is for you. How special Mm. is that? We like to call it Weekend Wednesday, but it could also be called You Day. I love it if it becomes part of people's vocab that it's like, oh, which day is You Day? Yeah. You know, like we all have our own You Days. I also think it's nice that not everyone else has it off on that day because then Mm. it's like I know on the weekends I feel a lot of pressure, not at the moment, you know, to see people and to do things for people and to go to things. But it's like that extra day where – Everyone else is at work, so you get to do you. Mm. We are so excited about this, you guys, and we hope that it's inspiring you if you employ people to think differently about the ways you're doing things or if you're an employee, definitely just quietly slip that book onto a pile of your boss's things and just make sure you get their attention with that. So let's wrap up with some little quick fire questions. First question is, what song can you not get out of your head at the moment? That's so weird that you asked me that because I've had this ad jingle stuck in my head for the last few days. It's Peter the Possum Man. I catch him the best I can. (laughs) Oh, no. I know. It's heartbreaking. It's truly heartbreaking. I hate that I have that in my head, but I do. What about you? Okay, mine is so totally random, but I've had that song Sunday morning stuck in my head. You know, it's like Sunday, Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning. Wait, no. You know that song? No. I don't know that song. Okay, it's it's a really fun song. I've just like when I've been driving around lately, I've just been playing like really fun, feel-good songs and I've played that one too many times obviously. Okay, love that. What are you doing at 6 p.m. on a Friday usually? I am usually cleaning my house to trashy Euro songs. <laughs> Amazing. So then I'm probably walking panther. Oh, my poodle. I miss that poodle. Little panther poodle. I can see him right now. If you had to pick a celebrity to play you in a movie, who would it be? That's such a hard question. I know your answer. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I guess I know my answer too. Demi Moore, duh. Nah, but she's too old to play me in a movie. She could play future me. She looks so much like you. Yeah, she does. Who would play me in a movie? I think I would want Emma Stone to play me in a movie. Like she'd have to dye her hair brown, but she's just so fantastic. Oh, I see Emma Stone playing you in a movie. Awesome. Thanks. Who would play me? Who would play you? I can't think of anyone. I'm just so goddamn unique. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about if Ashley Olsen played you? I feel like our personality is probably nothing alike, but she has a twin and I have a twin, so I'll take okay, it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and last question. What's your favorite thing to snack on? My favorite thing to snack on is my healthy-ish chuck chip cookie dough that I permanently have now in the fridge. I always have one container in the fridge and one container in the freezer. And then when the fridge one runs out, I put the freezer one in the fridge, which actually I have to go do that right now. So clever. Um, Mine is deliciously Ella cacao date protein balls. 
which I've been really loving at the moment. I've been really getting into like making things at home that I used to buy at the supermarket and other places and it's saving me a lot of money, which is lovely. Mm, I feel like in the future it would be so cool if everything that you buy also sent you the recipe. So it's like you can buy it or you can make it. Mm, That would be cool. Maybe. Maybe that's what post-COVID looks like. Who knows? Hope so. Okay. Well, really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you could help us out, please, by sharing it with your friend. Maybe share it with your boss or maybe share it with your employees. That might be a good idea too. And you can also rate us in the podcast app and leave a review because we love, love, love to read them and we love, love, love you. Next week on the podcast, do we have a treat for you or what? We have twin sisters Tully and Ophira Adut, aka the Astro Twins. These two are astrology experts and we pick their brain on all things, including what went wrong in 2020, how we can all be looking at our own birth charts and so much more. Here's a little snippet for you. I think 2021 may have even more unrest than this year, but we have to decide as humans, are we going to progress or are we going to go back? And I don't think there's any going back now. And I don't think people want to, but it's such a hard juxtaposition for people to figure out. So this is a year to really learn about history and educating ourselves on other people's experiences, as many are, so that we can move ahead together as humans and be in sync with the earth. That's next week on the podcast. We are sending you so many hugs. We know that you must be missing them because I'm missing them too. So Mm. hug you and love you. Hug you later. Bye. 